Salomon podcast with me, Sam Wilkin. So this week, after a two-week break, I'm chatting to Rosie Morgan, who founded uh, Bristol Cheesemonger. And uh, we just sat down in a, a funny little pub in Bristol. Um, I just I just attended her cheese and cider tasting that she'd done alongside Pomelier Company. Brad from Pomelier Company um, designed the matches and supplied the ciders. And Rosie brought her beautifully cared for cheeses in incredibly generous quantity. Um, it was a little overwhelming. The matches were just fantastic. Um, one in particular I think stood out for me, uh, it was at Watkins Yarlington Mill and Montgomery's Cheddar, but if I'm honest they all worked really really well in all different ways, so yeah it was a real real pleasure that was. And then anyway me and Rosie went and had a, a, a sit down and a chat. Um, so last year uh, Rosie won uh, the uh, Great British Cheese Awards um, uh, the best cheese speciality retailer, which is uh, only been running for three years, but it's run by Great British Chefs and um, Peter's Yard. So really, really good combination of uh, people. Real, real, you know, good, good winners alongside her included people like Johnny Cricklemore at Fen Farm Dairy, Best Artisan Cheese Producer, uh, People's Choice, Cornish Blue. So you know, up there with 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 the really great products and producers. Um, yeah, it was a real joy speaking to Rosie. I just love her approach. It's really fresh. She's young. Um, she does all the work herself, pretty much, bit of help. But she drives out off around the West Country and picks up all her cheeses from the producers, by and large, couple here and there from Neil's Yard in London. But generally, she she goes direct to producer, uh, and so obviously has a really good relationship, which is so important when you're putting great cheese on the counter. And it's pretty much exclusively West Country British farmhouse cheeses um really great she's in a shipping container um uh, down, down in the docks in bristol so again a really interesting new sort of um approach i guess to, to cheesemongery and i thought quite interesting in that there was in terms of her training there was no you know no um no london no sort of stage in London if you like so it was all all in Tavistock so she was she was at Country Cheeses um, at Tavistock and then left went to university uh, worked in another sector and then just her love of cheese brought her back I had a great time I'm waffling on now I had a great time speaking to Rosie so I let Rosie speak for herself uh, yeah so this is the Bristol Cheesemonger enjoy cheers I'm here with Rosie, the Bristol cheesemonger, uh, in the Hatchet Pub in Bristol. We've just, I've just enjoyed for a change, just sitting there mm-hmm. and and trying some cheese and some cider. Uh, Pomelier Co. and the Bristol cheesemonger got together and put together some really, really delicious matches. And Rosie's agreed to sit down and chat to me. And uh, maybe we'll just start. How did you get involved with Pomelier Company and, and Brad and the sort of the world of cider? So Brad approached me, um, kind of yeah, beginning part of the year I suppose, or a few months ago when he knew this event was was coming up and he wanted to work together and it was wonderful. I worked a little bit with cider before, um, with a Bristol-based cider shop, um, which is wonderful, and they specifically kind of use ciders within a 50-mile radius of the of the shop. So when Brad approached me with some ciders that I hadn't tasted before, particularly ones from kind of yeah, Normandy, and um, uh, it, it, I was kind of instantly kind of intrigued and. Mm. Uh, 
and he was incredibly knowledgeable and, and, and a wonderful person to talk to. So I was really excited about mm. being able to work with him and, and do a pairing that was a little bit different to the other kind of pairings yeah. that I've done in the past. Well, it's really, I mean, it's a really, so I'm down in Bristol for the Cider Salon. In fact, mm-hmm. I came down for the Cider Salon because I, I was like, hang on, someone else is doing cheese and cider. This is, <laughs> this is not on. What's going, What's going on? on? I've got to go and see what they're doing. And it's just, you know, it's just the wider world of, of cheese and, and, and drinks pairing kind of expanding. And that's really great to see. Um, but I really wanted to come and speak to you because Bristol, we were just saying before mm-hmm. we turned the, the mics on that, you know, Bristol has this amazing history and relationship and, and just geographical location that, that lends itself to the world of cheese. Mm-hmm. And yet there just wasn't, there wasn't a cheesemonger. I'm not even mm-hmm. saying that there was one, but I didn't think it was great. There just wasn't one. You know, there's a really good deli in mm-hmm. Clifton, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really good deli in, so- um, in St. Nick's as well. So right, yes. They have yeah, a great yeah, cheese yeah. counter too. Yeah, so really good cheese counters, but mm-hmm. not somebody who was dedicated to cheese. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I wanted to speak to you about how you started mm-hmm. in, I guess, the beginnings of your relationship with cheese. So is yeah. there, you know, was there a cheese? Was there a moment that... that, that I guess captivated you and, and brought you into this world because you know we're not born into cheese necessarily. <laughs> if only we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we are. True, a true enthusiast there. <laughs> um, so you no, know, I, I mean, I'd always, always loved cheese, even kind of you know, in my, in my when I was much younger. Um, and I started working uh, in a specialist cheese shop in my hometown of Tavistock, which is down in, in Devon, on mm-hmm. the outskirts of Dartmoor. Uh, and I started working there when I was about fifteen. Uh, and yeah, went in and, and asked for a Saturday job purely based on the fact that I really like cheese and my parents used to go and buy cheese from Gary and Elise at, at Country Cheeses and so I already mm. knew them and, and it looked like such a great environment not only to work but you know, product to, to work with as well mm. um, so yeah, I, as, a, as a 15 year old I, I went in and, and asked if they had a Saturday job which they did and so started working there as a Saturday girl and doing holidays and all those kind of things and, and it, it I did it for the entire time that I was at school and then you know went away in my transient early 20s and whenever I would go back home again to kind of take stock of what I was doing um, I'd always get my job back at the cheese shop mm. and, and, and back with Gary and Elise and, and, and work with them and uh, they deal um, with a lot of the similar cheesemakers that I now deal with um, so I, I, and they train their stuff very very well so I, it had a, a really good base level of knowledge mm. And they really kind of nurture their staff, and, and it just um, really enabled me to kind of really develop and grow, uh, and have the passion that, that I, I, I now have for, for this for this food. Um, and then, uh, yeah, kind of moved back down to, to Devon from London and got a job back with them again, uh, and then decided to to move back up to Bristol, um, and moved in with uh, my very good friend who we both used to work together in the same cheese shop so right. um, we both know each other from there uh, and we used to wander around Bristol and very similar to mm. you we're like, oh there's wonderful delis and there's so many kind of you know, fantastic because it's quite a foodie city like there's in- a lot of independent so, yeah. cafes and mm. restaurants and bars and all of that yeah, yeah. Um, and it has been for a really long time as yeah. well and, and as you said kind of geographically where it's placed within Somerset was surrounded by you know some of the the, the, the best cheesemakers um, that you could come across within a, a, mm. a really kind of short driving distance and so it did strike me as something that was odd that there wasn't a dedicated cheesemongers particularly mm. when there'd been one that was so well received in, in deepest darkest Devon right. um, so it kind of it spurred me did, you, did it ever occur to you that there was a reason for that like um, did you because you must have thought about why that was um, I mean maybe it didn't no 
I didn't, to be honest with you, I mm. suppose I didn't think about it in that regard. Um, which I'm glad I didn't, because I think if perhaps I thought about it too much, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have started. Taken the lead. I wouldn't, I, so I yeah. kind of, you know... Turns out the entirety of Bristol is lactose intolerant. Yeah, you knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, nobody likes cheese here. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I just decided to to give it a go. I really missed working with the product and 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 you know having the the conversations and, and mm. I just just miss cheese to put it really really bluntly. Mm. I, I really miss working with it. Um, and so decided to start up on my own. And it started really small. Um, I just did a couple of pop ups. And then once that got a little bit busier, I then you know decided to do a couple of markets, and it it, it kind of matched my my confidence level, I suppose, mm. as well, because I at that point um, I, I found it quite nerve wracking. I was I think I was twenty four, so it was mm. something that I found quite nervous at that point, you know, thinking about starting your own business at that point. Putting yourself age. out there, yeah. And, mm. and, I, and so I did it alongside my my full time job, um, but it kind of really really slowly progressed and, and, mm. and grew to the point where I kind of thought to myself well I either have to take that leap of faith and, and actually you know be a grown up and be like no I'm going to commit to this I'm going to start my mm. own business um, or or decide that you know it's run its course and I'll, I'll move away from it and I realised I didn't want to do that I, right. I, I, I wanted to take this further and, and see where it, where it went um, mm. and then yes that, it's led to me being here having a conversation with you in the pub with a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with John Motson on in the background because yeah. it's the World Cup, I should say. So apologies, I we were thought we were on the way over. I was saying, yeah, you know, I like a bit of texture in the background with the recording, but you know, it's the World Cup. It, it, it kind of takes over everything, even the world of cheese. Yeah. Um, so you went from yeah to two small pop-ups. Were you at that time? Because I think what another thing that I find interesting about what you do is that you you work almost more closely with the suppliers given the scale of your business you will work as closely with your suppliers as you know the teams of graders from Neil's Yard that go around the country do you, you know you have a real hands-on go to the farm try the cheese I want that you know it's it's a really interesting process and and it's sort of full commitment which I think is really interesting how how, how important do you think that is to the way that you operate as a cheesemonger? very important for, for numerous reasons um, firstly that relationship I really really value the relationship I have with uh, the cheesemakers and the farmers and, and the dairies that I, I deal with more so than anything because they're so knowledgeable and it's really wonderful to be able to talk to them about their product and talk to them about the, the you know the, the, what they're producing and then mm. be able to to learn from them and then also communicate that back to the general public it's, it's a really nice thing and I I, I really like getting a bit nerdy and talking to people about those kind of things and, yeah. and it, it's very well received as well people mm. um, are, are super interested in that that kind of thing and, and but but also it, I really like having that variety I, I love being in the shop and dealing with customers and, and talking to my wholesale customers and tasting lots of cheese but I also really really enjoy having that variety and going out once a week and driving down into into Somerset in my slightly shoddy van and and driving around Somerset uh, and you do all that in a day um how do you how does that work I mean so I do Somerset in, in a day yeah um and then I kind of alternate so then there's an I, I have Mondays off so then some Mondays I go up into kind of Gloucester and right. uh and then you know, my old bosses as well very kindly pick up some of the Cornish cheeses for me as well okay um and I also deal with Neil's Yard and, and right. everything so kind of my Stiltons and all those kind of things mm-hmm. um but the, the aim is long term and it has always been that I want to be able to collect as many of the cheeses that, that I, I can um, and 
now that I'm getting a little bit bigger and I'm able to take on a couple of members of staff, I'm really hoping that I'm going to be able to go and visit even more farms and dairies and, and build up that relationship mm. with people because it's something that I really value and I also find really interesting in a very selfish way. I, I find it so interesting. But that's really <laughs> exciting, I think, because you're... That is a... This, this is not meant disparagingly at all, quite the opposite. Mm. It's a really back-to-front... <laughs> way of doing it usually a lot of <laughs> cheesemongers when they get bigger they employ someone to drive the van you know and that's often the first but so my very first job in cheese was actually cycling a, a cargo bike around mm. central london which was got very fit very quickly yeah. and it was absolutely terrifying yeah. but you know so i met the customers on a daily basis so i got to know what the kitchens wanted mm. but what i wasn't doing was getting out to the farms and meeting those people and actually i think you're by doing that you're demonstrating that actually that's where the that's so i believe that's where the relationship and where the quality lies i mean the conversations i used to have on the phone mm. with you know let's say johnny up at fen farm or whoever about what we were looking for what, how he felt the cheese was coming on those were the conversations hey, where you're you're learning spikes but mm -hmm. also where you control the quality of your stock mm -hmm. and you know that you know what you're giving to your customers what you want to give them and the fact that you're actually physically going and doing that is well I think it's amazing I think mm -hmm. it's brilliant and and yeah I think that's really exciting and, and I assume your customers enjoy that you do that as well I think it really helps with communicating all of that wonderful information that we get told by the cheesemakers and the mm. dairies and, and the farmers to then communicate that to the customer really gives the product that you're selling the kind of almost like the attributed value that it deserves mm. so by going to somebody by when somebody comes into the shop sorry and wants to buy you know a specific type of cheese for myself or one of my colleagues to be able to to speak to them in depth about the relationship that we have and you know the, the day or the, the month that this cheese was made on and the seasonal variations that have attributed to it tasting like this and why it varies at the moment to mm. other times of the year and all of those really small nuances that are part of making the kind of end product what it is to be able to communicate that to someone I think then really allows them to you know to attribute the value that, that it, it and, and the respect I suppose that it, it, it deserves and, and it's not just it's not just something simple as going in and buying a bit of cheese there's it, mm. it, it's far more than that, and the same with all food groups, I think, and, and, and you know, cider, wine, beer, it, it, you know, charcuterie. There are so many uh, uh, coffee as well. There's so many steps to get that product to mm. your plate, and it's it's it, it, it the kind of information needs to be spoken about so that people can really kind of start to understand. It's like, oh crikey, this isn't just a bit of cheese. This is you know several months worth of hard work and 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 you know, lots of different changes to the you know I'm sorry I'm rambling now but it's it's really nice to be able to to add loads of context and I think yeah. that context is really really important when people do you think food. as well people are I do feel and there is a movement towards knowing more about your food generally and actually mm -hmm. that's been going on quite a long time now but I think cheese and cheese is such a good example of it because you know we tried the um it was the stinking bishop. stinking bishop. Yeah, so we were talking about that kind of uh, sort of silage, fermented pasture, kind of quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, you made the point that well, that's because you are you know you are tasting the pasture. You're ta mm -hmm. you know, people talk about terroir with mm -hmm. wine. It's applicable to cheese. And actually, you know, that suddenly you get so much more. 
yeah context is exactly the word but also that that enjoyment in a mouthful it's not just a flavor it's a kind of there's a romance as well and people i think really buy into that and i mean what do you have an average customer is there a demographic that that you know goes for it or um, no and i think that's mm. I, I think that's wonderful and i don't know whether that's just because bristol's a, a, a very varied city um mm. but i really like the fact that you know yeah from people you know i get students in that want to come in and and um and you know buy a fantastic bit of cheese to have with their mac and cheese that evening but then i also get you know, people that want to uh, that come in and, and buy cheeses for their for, for a cheese and wine party or for their dinner right. party, and and it's and it's all walks of life, and and I really really like that, mm. um, and I think it, it, it just goes to sh- to show again, as you were saying, that kind of the appreciation of, of, of good food and drink is is starting to become something that's really really important to people, um, and people are really attributing value to it, and I and I think that's a really wonderful thing, um, and and it can uh, you know. I hope it continues. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I suppose in that vein, what, you know, if we could sat down again in, let's say, 10 years' time, <laughs> where, what, what would you like Bristol Cheesemonger to be doing? What, where can you see the business? Is there, is, are you looking that far ahead? Um, n- no, but only in the sense that it's, um, I suppose it's quite a scary thing to think about, if I will yeah, be complete, completely honest. Mm. Um, but that's not, to saying that I don't want it to get to that point, mm. I definitely do, um, and I will you know, work my my damnedest to ensure to ensure that it, it does. Mm. Um, and I I hope I really hope that we are doing things very very similar to how we're doing things now. Mm. I I uh, I hope that we're still maintaining the same level of customer service and still maintaining the same relationship that we have with you know our customers, our, our wholesale customers, the farms and dairies and the suppliers mm. that we go to, and I and I, if anything, I hope that just builds, but very gradually and very slowly, um, so that we're still kind of maintaining th- the same principles that we had at the, at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah which is a hard trick to pull off, and you know. And, it's and everyone's always said, oh, would you ever open another shop? And, and I was like, oh, um, again, I d- that's not something I've considered at the moment. Mm. And I think only, I, I would rather do one thing and do it, do it very, very well. Right. Um, so, so for me at the moment as well in my infancy because the business is still very young because how many years have you had the shop I mean it's so the shop's two years yeah. old but I changed location a year in so I was right. I was at um, St Nicholas Street which is in the centre of centre of Bristol for about a year well actually pretty much dead on a year and then uh, I got the opportunity to move to, to Wapping Wharf and so I yeah. did that within the within the second year so now the business is just in its third beginnings of its third year but we've had two years and now I did kind of the two three years of pop-ups and markets mm. and all those kind of things um uh, so yeah it's definitely still in its infancy yeah. and I, I will own i'll only ever do things at, at a rate that i think myself and my staff and, and the bit the business can and how many can people manage. do you employ so um uh up until recently it's been mostly myself yeah and then i had um a part-time member of staff jamie who's a very good friend of mine also mm-hmm. uh, he's been helping me out quite a lot um, kind of in the lead up towards Christmas, over Christmas, right, and, and right, actually right. up until today. Today was his last day, um, and then I've also had Sarah as well. That um, she's worked a little bit at uh, Neil's Yard, and she's doing her PhD, and she was helping out a huge amount um, in the lead up towards Christmas and Christmas right. time. Uh, but then also last week, uh, Ollie started with me, who's going to be doing um, uh, several days a week with me, uh, and I've also got somebody else starting over the next couple of weeks. So it's it's 
it's been mostly me um, for, for a while, and then, and then, but now I've, I've got to that point where yeah. I, I definitely need uh, kind of help, but also want that help, I think. Yeah. yeah. So in a sense, your ideal scenario would be, <laughs> you know, a fully staffed shop, mm-hmm. um, many hours on the road talking <laughs> to farmers and cheesemakers <laughs> with the occasional guest appearance, maybe on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon where people queue around the block to yeah, with get nice your knowledge. Cider in hand. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that sounds I great. So, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to move away from the shop too much. I, sure. I love talking to people and it's one mm. of the main reasons that I, I you know, worked and have worked in hospitality and, and, and kind of yeah, moved away from my brief time of doing an office job. Um, right. I, 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 um, How long did that last? Um, what what, what field was it in? Sorry? What field were you in? Um, so I worked for a charity. I worked for a, right. a charity and I did kind of like direct marketing and stuff. Okay. Um, so, and it was great, great experience. Uh, I was again very, very, I was quite young when I, mm. um, I, I didn't, lived in London and uh, I think I just, you yeah, know, being in front of a computer wasn't for me. And I mean, I spend quite a lot of my time in front of the computer now. Of course. It's very different. It's still talking to people. Yeah. And, it's also and your business. <laughs> yeah, and it's talking about something that looks um, for my cheese, which I will yeah. never get bored of doing. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I think, you know, whatever happens, I, I always like to stay within the shop as, as well because yeah. I, I just I just love chatting to people about cheese. Yeah. And I will never, never get bored of it, I don't no. think. No. <laughs> so... So this is a question that you should never ask a cheesemonger. Oh right! Oh, I think I know what's coming. What's yeah. your, what's, and actually, I can I can't answer it, but it always interests me how people a try and get around the question, yeah. uh, but also if if they do answer it, what they go for. So what do, what would be your favourite cheese? It's a, it is a very tough it question, is. and I can't give you a direct. And answer. like the Paxman of cheese. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I couldn't be that specific yeah. but um, as you said I'm hopefully not going to get around answering but there are, there's always staples that I have at home mm. in the fridge that are and I was saying this to Tom Oliver earlier mm. actually of, um, at the cider and cheese evening we've just come from but there are always the staples that I have in the fridge and there will always be a traditional cheddar um, one of one of the uh, either Wesker Montgomery's or Keen's mm-hmm. um, because they're all so different and all so wonderful and, and I couldn't pick a favourite out of them I do also love Hafford which is a yeah. Welsh cheddar as well um, and uh, have been uh, wonderfully supplied that by Neil's Yard recently um, so kind of my kind of association and relationship with it has, has got much better and I'm really loving it um, so yes there'll always be a traditional cheddar um, in the fridge over it was quite funny when I first started working in cheese when I was 15 um, I didn't particularly like washed rind cheeses whereas now mm. I could eat washed rind cheeses till the cows come home and, yeah. you know excuse me cheese related pun um, there's so many it's know, fine they I wash over me now I could go yeah oh hello uh, nice um, <laughs> that was smooth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a washed rind cheese yeah um, so. oh my goodness no I have nothing no. <laughs> I have nothing drops mic um, yeah so uh, yeah, there'll always be a washed rind mm-hmm. cheese um, of, of varying strength and, um, and kind of texture. What's your pick um, at the moment in terms of washed, washed rind? Um, I, oh, it's so tough. I, I do love Cardo, um, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to go and visit Mary uh, uh, and also Rollwright as well. So to mm. to to Neil's uh, get Rollwright through Neil's yard as well. Yeah, right. Um, and they're equally lovely. Mm. And I can I could eat Rollwright like a biscuit. Uh, yeah. There's no there's no I don't need a cracker. I could just I just get, could eat it as is. Yeah. Um, and I, I. It's been an interesting cheese to watch develop that actually as well. David's yeah, really yeah. I guess I, really changed mm. over what like 
three, four years. Yeah, in such, such, yeah. a, such a you know, young business of, mm, of cheese, mm. it's, it's, it's incredible. And I'm mm. really looking forward to seeing David's new kind of cheese in there and what he's doing. We'll developing. talk about something in a minute. <laughs> I'm going to turn this off and we've got oh, a nice. top secret project that I'll talk to you oh, about. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. It's exciting. It's very exciting. <laughs> very topical, actually. Oh. But yeah, I won't reveal all because no. this will come out before it's released. Oh, but yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I do love blue cheeses. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, that's something that I couldn't be specific. I'm I'm a big fan of Beanley, which we yeah, tasted earlier. Yeah, really the, good. Um, but I've not had that in ages, actually. It's really, like, it's so kind of tangy and kind of it's got a lot more sort of, uh, yeah, that kind of sweet, but a lot more acidity as well than mm -hmm. a lot of, those cow, you know, the cow's milk blues. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, we had it with the Branland Ice Cider, mm -hmm. which is, again, something pretty special. Mm -hmm. It was a really interesting blue match because mm -hmm. it's often, I find it's quite easy just to go for the, you know, sugary beverage mm -hmm. and the salty cheese, but actually there's a lot more going on in that match than that. It was really, really good, yeah, actually. Was I, good. I think because the cider had that, for an ice cider, I found it quite apply on the finish, rather yeah. than super sweet, it was quite apple. Yeah, it wasn't just syrup, it no. was had a real freshness mm. to it as well. And mm. it was nice that the cheese really complemented that, and mm. it worked really, really well with that. Mm. Um, and didn't, it wasn't, again, for lack of a better description, it wasn't too bluey. I think no. if you go for anything that's really, you know, like a, comparable to like a dolcelato or something like that, then I think it would have not worked as well. No. So it was nice that it was kind of a slightly softer blue, but still with a wonderful full flavour to mm. it. Um, well, it allowed that fruitiness to come through, I think, because mm. I think if you go for something really salty, the only thing that the, the cider's got to play against that is the sweet. Mm. So you just taste the sweet and the cider, and it, so it doesn't and allow... Kind of, yeah, they kind of seesaw, don't they, mm. back and forth. So, yeah. It was, yeah, um, delicious. But in answer to your question, I yeah. haven't got a specific cheese. No. I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we nearly went down a tangent there where we just said... Well, all the washed, the hard, the soft, the blues are good as well. So yeah, good. It just is interesting to me how people try and answer that because yeah. it's a stupid question. I definitely scared you around it. You did. That's the idea. Um, but look, uh, I think probably we'll draw this just to a little close here, mm -hmm. um, and I do hope that we chat again actually yeah, down the yeah, line because I'm really, I, I really like. I'd love to see how these things develop, how these businesses, you know, I'm going to do it how these businesses mature and, and how we yeah, uh, and, and I'd like to sort of follow follow down the line but um, but for now thanks so much Rosie for, for meeting and chatting with me for the podcast and, and the best of luck with everything oh, it's really you. exciting it times cheers thanks so that was Rosie Morgan the Bristol cheesemonger uh, again as I say I really love speaking to her actually the, the portion of our conversation that I recorded was a fraction we yeah, we had a, a really, really good catch-up. It was really nice to chat to Rosie. Um, hopefully get her on the podcast again because she's got a lot of really, you know, smart ideas about cheese and, and about the way things are going. And, I, I, yeah, I have a lot of respect for what she does. Um, if you want to know more about the Seliman podcast, check me out on seliman.co.uk or subscribe to uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Sam. I'm going to be launching a, uh, a crowdfunder. Um, for a series of 10 podcasts uh, I want to do 5 cider and 5 cheese um, I'll talk more about this in a, in a short uh, midweek podcast but the idea is that they'll all be visits they'll all be site visits so I will go to the cheese maker I will go to the cider maker I will do a tour with them of, of their premises um, so I hope I hope to create 10 longer form fully immersive I guess uh, podcasts all about two of our great farmhouse origins in farmhouse products cheese and cider 
so yeah check out and, and look out on the instagram and the twitter for, for for more details about that um but yeah so that'll be coming soon anyway look forward to seeing you next time it's going to be another couple of weeks um back to cider then and it'll be the first of a, a two-parter about the bristol cider salon uh, which was brilliant so more about that next time cheers Music.